Welcome to Why Does It Matter? Uh, we're at series three already. It's great to be back. Thank you for those that have listened to the past couple of series. If you're new here, why don't you check out the series that we have already done? My name's Lee Jennings. I'm with my friend Aaron Waters. And this podcast is simply a conversation about some of the things that are central to the Christian faith, that we would walk as disciples, as apprentices, as followers of Jesus Christ, who we believe is the way the truth and the life and the only way to the Father. And we're asking why do certain things matter in our walk as Christians? And in this series, we're going to look a little bit more deeply at prayer. Why does it matter that we pray? What is prayer? What is it about prayer that makes a difference in our life and the lives of those around us? I think what prayer is in 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 my mind what what jumps out on me straight away is that it's not just a shopping list of bringing all our requests yeah. to to God like uh, it just tends to be the the focus of everything is about i me mine you know what's what's the problem in my life So Lee yeah it's good to be back uh, I have a question for you though okay what is prayer? <laughs> Great question. And actually, that's the question for the whole of this series. But but I wonder if before we talk about what prayer is, maybe we need to talk a little bit about what prayer isn't. Yeah. Because prayer is one of those things that um, conjures up lots of different misconceptions in, in people's minds, particularly if you're new to the Christian faith, particularly if you're, you're not a believer in Jesus, or maybe you've been in church, maybe you are a Christian, maybe you believe in Jesus, but prayer is something you find hard. Uh, and prayer is is one of those things that that gives people a particular image. Maybe it's hands together, eyes closed. Maybe prayer is something that you, you think, oh, you have to do it in a particular place. You have to be in a church building. And actually, there's lots of these things that people think prayer is, when mm-hmm. actually prayer isn't some of those things. I wonder whether that's because um, prayer is not really talked about as a topic, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You expect as a Christian to know how to pray, when to pray, what to pray. And especially when you have these um, amazing prayer warriors in the church, because there are some amazing people who can um, just have poetry in their head, out of their tongues, <laughs> and they're able to speak incredible um, liturgy in, in one sense within their prayers. And, and it sounds so beautiful. And yet it's not talked about and, and expressed it's just expected that we and assumed that we we do the same so it's like digging into it is is really interesting trying to figure out what prayer actually isn't yeah and it's but we don't really teach people how to pray no so we you know you might go through one of the great courses like alpha and there's a yeah. week on prayer now which is fantastic or in church life we might preach on you know do a series on prayer mm. what we don't really do very well is is teach people that this is this is how you pray and mm. and Possibly because there's many different ways that we can pray, and that's what we're going to explore through through this series. Mm. But we maybe we don't we don't ask people how to pray. We we don't we don't ask people to teach us to pray. Maybe because we think it's just something that we should be able to do, and yeah. or maybe we make the mistake as leaders in the church that that, that everyone knows how to pray. Mm. But what we need to remember is that that Jesus's disciples said to him, "Lord, teach us how to pray," yeah. which is where Jesus taught them that the the Lord's prayer, the Our Father, however you want to describe that. Mm. But the disciples came to Jesus and said, "Lord, teach us how to pray." Yeah. And so, if we want to learn how to pray, we need to first and foremost simply make that line of scripture our prayer to God, Lord teach me how to pray mm. uh, and also to ask other people as well teach us how to pray not to copy one another and um, because 
our prayer life will be individual. It's important. Yeah. It's our relationship to God. Um, but to simply ask that prayer, Lord, teach me how to pray. Having that heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that because it, it reminds me a bit of what the world is like um, today. We touched on it because obviously season one, we looked a bit about prayer in one of our episodes. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was talking about a, a book, uh, A Praying Life. And I was, I was talking about how uh, in this world of being individualistic, we like to look at self um, and because that is very pre- prevalent in the church today as we were talking about we're not taught how to pray we're just expected because it's personal in one sense in our minds to to, to just us um, is that it's individualistic mm-hmm. and I think what prayer is in, in, in my mind what, what jumps out on me straight away is that it's not just a shopping list of bringing all our requests yeah. to, to God like it just tends to be the the focus of everything is about I, me, mine. You know what's what's the problem in my life? What's the uh, maybe not even what's the blessings in my life, but what's the problems? What is needed to be fixed right here, right now? And, and just pray for that that kind of stuff. And it's not a shopping list, is it? it we can't treat prayer is not just like a, a vending machine for God, is it? Mm. And I think um, we so treat it like that sometimes, especially when we're in a bad mood. I don't know about <laughs> you, but that's what I tend to do is is when I'm in a bad mood, prayer, all prayer to me is something that I want from God. Mate, I never knew you ever had bad moods. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a revelation for us today. So. <laughs> well, it's very rare, you know. <laughs> but I think that's right. Prayer isn't just a shopping list. And maybe we've seen that in church life in the past where someone gets up and they read their list of, you know, we're, we're coming to a time of prayer and we read our list of, you know, so-and-so's got a sore leg and so-and-so's had a bad head and so-and-so's in hospital and we just reel these off. And what we forget is that prayer is is first and foremost a dynamic relationship with the living God. Prayer mm-hmm. is two-way. Maybe one of the reasons we do this podcast this way is because if it was just one of us sat in a, in a darkened room speaking to a microphone for 20 minutes you know that that's dull that's you know it's not interesting but it's a conversation where we're listening to one another and we're responding to one another Mm -hmm. and essentially that's what prayer is it's a conversation with god where god speaks with us but we don't really give god the space you know so often our prayer is you know us reeling a load of things off with no space for god to speak Mm -hmm. you know god will speak to us when we open our bibles in front of us and we're we're reading scripture and we're praying at the same time when we leave some time quiet when we're doing some creative stuff as well where we allow that space for god to to speak to us in a way uh, in which we know we can be tuned into him yeah that goes to with what um we've been uh it's almost been like a a theme throughout our podcast of, of that breathing in and out relationship with God, isn't it? Yeah. And and prayer is so important of that breathing in and out relationship with God, reading God's word, but but prayer, um, of of having that communion with God, isn't yeah. it? And there's certain things that, that we then put in place, uh, and we can kind of make prayer has to be about these things, and that that kind of the, the there's things that can be really helpful in our prayer life, but they're not kind of prayer doesn't have to look like that. You know, in that breathing relationship, you don't only breathe when you're in your house or you don't only breathe when you're in the church. Mm. You breathe all the time. And the Bible says pray continually. So there's certain things, you know, people may think, you know, prayer prayer has to be about, you know, kneeling or prayer has to be about hands together, eyes closed, or it has to be about lighting candles or it has to be in the church. And actually all those things can be really helpful for prayer, but they're not the only places we can pray and they're not the only ways that, that we can pray. Mm. It's just um, assumed, isn't it? Prayer meetings, close your eyes. 
yeah. <laughs> why do we close our eyes yeah i've no idea maybe it's to help us concentrate in some way but you know if you're yeah, praying yeah. continually as you're driving you don't want your eyes closed <laughs> when, you're, when you're when you're praying no exactly i think i think a, a lovely attitude I, i've always heard uh, preachers ex, um explain the way jesus prayed but it's obviously you never know but hands up in the air eyes wide open just looking into space basically and and just shouting out your requests your your praises to god and and i think you know prayer isn't just the obviously the the tight hands uh, sorry i'm doing actions obviously you can't can't see see. (laughs) lee can see it but uh, you know it's not it's not something that we make it's almost going with our individualistic nature of being closed off isn't it yeah and we've made prayer an individualistic thing in the yeah. western world prayer is what me it's my you know it, it's an inner thing and actually prayer when we look in scripture was so often a communal thing it was something that was done together it was a community coming together mm. um as well as an individual relationship with the living god and i mean interestingly when we look at people praying in scripture we, we see a handful of different things don't we think about moses in acts chapter 17 Joshua, his, his young apprentice, is leading the battle. Moses goes up on the mountainside to pray, stands on a mountain, his eyes are open, he's watching the battle, and he's got his arms raised when he's tired. Um, his friends Aaron and her come alongside him, and they hold his arms up, and they put a rock underneath him and say, hey, sit down on the rock, mm. but, but we're going to hold your arms up. And we think about maybe Samuel when he was a young boy. You know, he's, he's, he's in the temple, he's sleeping, he's lying down, and God speaks when he runs out the other room to Eli and says, did you call me? And Eli says, no, and it happens three mm-hmm. times. And then Eli says, next time you hear that voice, uh, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So, so you know, Samuel was lying down. Yeah. And then maybe we, we might think about the, 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 the apostles in Acts chapter one. They were in the upper room praying, waiting for that. Uh, after Jesus was ascended into heaven, waiting for the day of Pentecost to come in that week, they, they stayed together praying in that upper room. I don't think they were sat in a circle silently. I think it was a dynamic thing where there was space to listen to God uh, and, and space where they were speaking out at the same time. It was a communal thing, but it, it's about that engagement with yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's part of, part of being in church, as we talked about uh, in another podcast as well, of, mm. of building each other up and, and in prayer helps as well. Um, another uh, misconception that I wanted to bring up um, is obviously the hands together, eyes closed, but it's something that's always been in my life and I can't miss a, a single uh, meal time without doing it is is to pray before a meal, whether that's breakfast, lunch or, or, or dinner. Mm. It's been like just driven in into me that i have to pray in order to eat but that's not an essential thing is it really? no but that's but again that's where that's where some of these things we've talked about like kneeling or candles or in the church whatever it may be they can be really helpful for prayer praying before a meal why because we eat probably three times a day yeah and actually it's a really healthy thing to develop a a relationship of thankfulness with God that we're thankful for the food that we're about and to dependence, receive. Really a well. dependence really, a dependence on God, recognizing uh, that that what we have is gift from Him. So yeah. this is where you know this isn't the thing that makes us pray. Mm. It, it, it's not that prayer is essential in that moment, but it's a really helpful discipline that helps us to cultivate a life of thankfulness before God. And uh, and the way that we pray and the times that we pray are all part of helping develop that healthy framework of a dynamic relationship with God in the everything of our lives, which is what it means to pray continually. Yeah. So I like that because that that's good because uh, it goes into our lifestyle of, of prayer. But having said that, then there's the danger, right, of making it just a tradition rather than something that is a living, breathing thing 
in my life. Yeah, but again, the flip side there is when you go through tough times, when, when you're in your once a year bad mood and you don't <laughs> want to pray, the fact that you have that discipline there yeah. means you do it. And actually that's a helpful thing to get you through the, the tough times as well. The tough times. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I mean, when, maybe one of the other misconceptions there comes in with that, with the, the bad mood when life's tough. Maybe one of the misconceptions is that people think prayer is a bit of a crutch, that it's for, you know, when you're going through a tough time, um, that that's when you need prayer. You need prayer then, and you know, poor you. Uh, life's hard. Um, we'll pray for you uh, with a sympathetic voice, and and you keep praying, and and you know, you'll be fine. But actually, prayer is something yes for those moments, but also for the great moments of life as well. It it's, it's be, for yeah. everything in life. But when the, those good times hit, it's it's like all about preparation, really. I remember a story of my uh, friend. Uh, she was telling me. Of, of another friend it's one of these stories another friend of a friend <laughs> but um he he um he, he, everything was going well he had a, a, a young wife and and uh, kids um and i was they were just living out for, for god everything was perfect and then she fell ill um and died very suddenly um and he was left with, with these two young kids but he, he said to, to my friend you know one thing I'm, I'm just thankful about is i know how to pray mm. i know how to read god's word because I'd done it in the good times, I'd prepared myself for for when things like this happen. I'm ready, yeah. and and I'm I know God. I know how to to communicate with Him, and and, and pray in that way. And I thought that was so special that it, it's something that we do forget that prayer is something we are are seen to do because we need something. Uh, we're in a bit of a time of need, and um, but but in those good times, we need to be still doing it. Otherwise, we forget yeah and that can be anywhere as well Let, mm. let's throw another misconception in there is that prayer has to be in the church there's a great quote from martin luther who said this it's better to think of god in the alehouse than to think of the alehouse when you're in the church and what he was meaning by that is this that prayer can be anywhere it's better to be out in the world it's better to be in the places where we're going to engage with people who don't yet know jesus and we can pray in those places because when we pray it changes the atmosphere we're like movable temples the presence of god is within us and so when we go into those tough places and we pray in the silence of our hearts god can change the atmosphere when you're in your workplace and there's loads of um, hostility there and, and life's really hard and, it, uh, and it's a tough place to be and you're silently praying at your desk as you eat your sandwiches or you drink your coffee, God will change the atmosphere because his presence is there. It's not that you have to retreat to the church, uh, mm. but wherever we are, the silent prayer of our heart can change the atmosphere uh, of where we are. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I keep going back when thinking about things like this uh, to the story of George Muller. I don't know whether you've read his uh, story, and if you haven't, yeah, yeah everyone should. Um, but he's an amazing man of faith, and, and everything he did was just by faith. It was incredible um, to, to just uh, read about. But there was this story where he had prayed. He was uh, setting up an orphanage uh, within England, you see, and it, it, he had prayed for everything, and it just came about incredibly it came to the day of opening and no kid came and he said to all the staff why, why is no one there they, they just couldn't believe it like god had provided everything for them but, but no kid was coming you know and, and there was such a need and then he realized wait we, we prayed for everything but we didn't pray for the kids <laughs> and so they got together they huddled together and just prayed for for kids to come and and that god would would bring the, those who are and you know in desperate need and then they came and it, it just shows us that 
I guess the 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 importance of what we pray about too, you know. And obviously, as you said, it doesn't matter where, because this wasn't a church. This was in a community where there's a huge need, and 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 God was doing amazing things there but because they'd forgotten to pray about the probably the most crucial part you see that's so often what we do isn't it we pray yeah. about the big things and forget about the small things yeah. or we think that that god is too busy dealing with you know whatever it may be to mm. deal with the small things and uh, pete Gregg, who founded 24 7 prayer oh, yeah. movement and uh, in the prayer course and in his book how to pray he talks about um the, the age-old question should you pray for a parking space and i love <laughs> his response to it should you pray for a parking space and you know the, the argument is well you know there could have been a, an empty space there anyway you know did, did god maneuver it so that there was a space or was there just a space there anyway and his response is it doesn't really matter because when you pray for a parking space and the car park is busy and you get a parking space what do you do you then say thank you god that you provided a parking space whether god maneuvered that other space is there anyway well, it doesn't matter it cultivates a heart of thankfulness and dependence on god and so should you pray about the small insignificant things like you know is god really bothered about whether you get a, a car parking space and yeah. on the busiest shopping day of the year as the right before christmas is god really bothered about that i don't know but it develops a, a heart of thankfulness and dependence on god and a whole prayer life too absolutely within it. yeah yeah in absolutely. the little things again mentioning back what i did last time my grandma over a washing machine and dryer i'd never do that but she did it and it worked yeah. And I'm like, it's okay, these little things, you, you need to depend on God see, just we, as much as those big things. And we can limit God, can't we? We can. Maybe one of the, the biggest misconceptions, just before we finish, is this. Maybe the biggest misconception on prayer is this, is that prayer changes things. <laughs> prayer doesn't change anything. God changes everything. Yeah. And prayer is the vehicle toward prayer, uh, toward God. And that's why we pray. Mm. Prayer doesn't change anything. God changes everything. Yeah. But prayer is the way in which we we capture God's heart. We understand his heart for the situations that need to change. Prayer is the place where we learn a dependency on God. It's the place where we hear God's voice. Prayer is the place where we're speaking with the creator and sustainer of the universe who can change anything, who's making all things new, who's restoring everything. And prayer is the vehicle in which we're able to connect with the God and creator of, of the universe. Yeah. Just to finish, Oswald Chambers uh, has this fantastic quote, and he said this, the real business of your life is intercessory prayer. Prayer doesn't fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. At the end of our little time together, why don't we take some time to pray that over these weeks ahead, we would learn to go deeper in in our walk with God, that we wouldn't see prayer as as the, the thing that gives us the fuel or the energy to go and do the most important work, but we would really grasp that concept that prayer is the greater work because it's the place where we encounter the living God Father thank you that we can come before you that we can talk to you that we can hear you we can listen to your voice in that impressioning in our heart in those things that come to mind through your word through the beauty of creation thank you that you're bothered about the small things and the big things of our lives and thank you that we can come before you through your son Jesus and in the power of your spirit and thank you that the vehicle in which we do this is this funny thing that we call prayer. Lord, teach us to pray over these weeks ahead. Teach us to pray that we might have a living, dynamic, walking relationship with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.